Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And uh, there's... There's been a lot of binging and cringing on my part. I I know after I listened and rewatched The Office, I decided to watch all of the the British episodes. I haven't gotten through all of them, but sometimes one forgets what words and phrases are acceptable on the BBC that are not used here. Uh, yeah, there's a different. It's a whole different. Yeah. Yep. Bag of chips and fish. Shall we say? So much so where it's a. Uh, Almost startling. Still funny. Jarring, if you... Well, yes, I mean, if it's you're, just jarring to if your If you're ear. used to the standards and practices yes. of, like, say, a CBS or ABC, mm-hmm. it probably will take you aback, like, mm-hmm. just a little. Uh, still funny, though. But be prepared and uh, if you want to watch it. Plus, it's, it's Bilbo. Bilbo is uh, Jim, but instead of Jim, he's... And Ricky, G- Ricky Gervais. And Ricky Gervais is Ricky Gervais. So there Speaking is of that. which, he's got a, what is it, uh, child support with, I believe it's Fred Savage. Yes. They're rebooting TGIF. Like, I want to say it's this Friday, maybe? This really? upcoming. Yeah. Well, like, I've seen child support. The I, well, Okay, well, maybe it was last Friday then. Oh, not like on Friday. I've seen one or two episodes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they had done like a preview for it. But okay, I believe, maybe that's all I saw. I, I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to relaunch TGIF on Fridays again. Like For those and who don't know, the, like Anna Grace, do you know what TGIF is? Other thank than God it's Friday. That, but... Actually, I believe it stood for, thank goodness it's funny, like in in that particular... <laughs> in TV parlance. Um, back when, uh, I think, Family Matters, Full House, um, Boy Meets World, and... I think Sabrina the Teenager. I didn't watch it any was, of it. It was a rotating set of like four sitcoms on the seven to nine block on ABC on Fridays. Much, much like the far more entertaining must see TV. Uh, TGIF was a kind of a family friendly version of that, which like, is why I never watched. Must any see of it. TV had like let's see what was it? Cosby, uh, Seinfeld, Friends. Um, I just watched the Seinfeld. The Office, Scrub. Yeah. Like, it It yeah. was kind of like, it was NBC's, like, rotating thing of, like, popular sitcoms. Okay. So, um, oh, I started playing something. He, let me first start about something that I've only seen the trailer for, and I'm so excited. I can't stand it. All right. You know the who... Cinema kn- Firmament. I'm sorry. You, you put- <laughs> Don't don't tangent somebody that is so easily and almost willfully thrown, in a, especially about a movie like Singing in the Rain. Which like, is awesome. I, I, we could do a separate podcast on Singing in the Rain. And I can't stand it. I can't stand him. Anyway, uh, Neil Gaiman, go. What do you want to know about like the Sandman? Like... Like American God, like what do you what do you want to know? Like okay, Neil Gaiman, his his work on Batman. Like you you need to give me a direction because See? it's three hundred and sixty degrees. Now, Anna Grace, I told you, Neil Gaiman. Uh, for you, I mentioned Stardust because I knew you'd seen the movie that you apparently forgot all yes. about and said it that sounded like Tangled. Remarkably reminded me of Princess Bride when I saw it. Like it, it's a oh. when I saw Stardust. I really felt like it was kind of a a, a modern 
version of that. It's a heavily influenced with fantasy, but it's a genuinely funny movie. Mm-hmm. In particular, and I don't want to ruin anything, and I, I know it's like an 11-year-old movie at this point, Robert De Niro, like, did not see that coming in Stardust. Like... If, now I need to know how old the movie is. It, I 2007, I want to say 2008. Old enough that I don't remember it. I've, Stardust is worth your... It went under the radar when it came out. Yeah, and I don't um, know why. It, it it actually has a really like solid cast. Um, but if you enjoy... If, if, you in, if you saw Princess Bride and said, this is a film I enjoy... 2007, it rem- you're right. It reminded me a, a lot of it. It's got a lot of those ingredients in there if you will Mm -hmm. Uh, okay so for me i first became aware of him many 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 moons ago when my bestie wendy you know wendy from high school well i do i don't know if everyone else does you adam actually does know wendy wendy and i met the first day first period of high school we happened to sit next to each other inseparable since then and wendy loves the british humor as do i she may be even I more should so. everyone. She may even love it more than I do. And she said, you got to read this book. Neil Gaiman and some other guy wrote this book called Good Omens. I want to say Terry Pratchett. That they are turning into... Oh, okay, I see where you're going yes. with it now. Yeah. And Good Omens sounds like it would be not funny when I happen to say you've got an angel and a demon who are uh, kind of buddies because... They love Earth. And I I will tell you, maybe in somebody else's incapable hands, like, it it wouldn't be. But it's funny. Neil Gaiman, I'm telling you, just look for that guy's name. Like, whatever it is, he did a a comic book series uh, called Sandman. He wrote um, several issues of Batman proper, like, in D.C. a couple years. Like, I, I have honestly never encountered something that he is a part of that I thought was a waste of time remarkably gifted writer like just i'd love to live inside that man's head for five minutes just Mm -hmm. just to see what's going on but like you were saying good omens is uh is is one of those particular things and it's not a waste of your time no i have read it three to five times because i find it just that funny it's one of those things that just makes me giddy inside because it's so clever and i could do a master's thesis on Anything you like about Good Omens because you can, oh, you can bring in so much stuff. But the main story is these angels find out, hey, the Antichrist is being born. Uh, That means the end times. And that means Earth is going to go away. Kind of sucks for us because we really like it here. It It's almost a, a, a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern yes. for the apocalypse. And Grace, you will. you'll appreciate this. I, my sister had to read Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead for high school and just didn't want to do it. And I was in seventh or eighth grade and read it over and over by choice. Nerd test, I passed. Very funny. Uh, anywho. it's it, Again, it's something else that's well worth your time. Yes. There's a lot of stuff in high school that, like, the Scarlet Letter... Um, you can you can argue this with me if you want to, and I mean anybody out there is it's a terrible book. It's boring. Um, N- N- Nathaniel Hawthorne, um, Billy Budd, like awful. Now it, it, the the Count of Monte Cristo, excellent. That any it, really anything Alexander Dumas like wrote, it, that guy knew how to make a page turner. Mm-hmm. Like 
the, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, that that is a book that like was not required by my high school curriculum, but I would have ate that up right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. <laughs> Putting out here with another terrible book, Animal Farm, I had to read that, and I hated every second of I it. I used to think that was like the... Um... It has something to do with Animal House, and I constantly, as you know, that was mix the, that up. That was the uh-huh. sequel. It is like, not. Where after they had graduated college, they all bought a farm. And By the way, because of the song Three, uh, Mac the Knife, I read Three Penny Opera because I wanted to know where the characters are from. Entertaining. But I digress. Good Omens, you got these the angel and the demon, and, and they're, they're kind of bummed about the whole Antichrist thing and, you know, Armageddon, and Bruce Willis isn't even around to help them. And so they decide to, you know... Avert it. Now, this is a series. I don't know, because there's a conclusion in the book, so I don't know if it's just to be a limited run. Here it is. It's the book. Or if it's expanding yes. on it, like, from 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 that. Like, the they're doing a Watchmen series at HBO. Yes. But it doesn't encompass the miniseries. It's kind of a what happened after that. And I guess, like, whenever An you buy the rights, whenever yes. you buy the rights to it. You, can, you do whatever you want. So, you have Michael Sheen, who most Americans will recognize as Wesley, who Liz Lemon did not marry, even though he kept showing up in 30 Rock. I hated him so much. And you have... um, David Tennant. David Tennant, who is quite the rock star in this as the demon, and... Quite, I mean, that's, honestly, that cast right there should excite you. It should. I've watched I mean, the trailer over and over. It, 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 it's the same as me saying that, like, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are playing, and then literally whatever whatever I say follows. Like, those two together should excite you. What's the show they did where they play the gay couple? It's hilarious. Is it the... Um, well, I, I don't know. They, they, they did a run of a couple different plays uh, hmm. in the old Vic, I believe. I thought it was on the television... I'll look into it. But anyway, it was funny. I'll believe it. I digress. So that's the story. I I encourage you to read Good Omens. It's highly entertaining. And what I've seen of this trailer is just I am over the moon about it. And it also tells me Amazon Prime, you you told me about the Lord of the Rings stuff. Is that 2020 or 2019? I... I, I don't, think it's 2020. Pro, with the amount of pre-production that you're going to have to do, even if they said 2019, yeah, legitimately, I, I would say 20, 2020, probably. So when Amazon Prime first primed, it was kind of, eh. It was like, yeah, I got this stuff, but I'm really using it for the shipping. Now... I've become quite fond of what's on Amazon Prime, Much and it's usually fond. it's usually the original stuff. Now, if you will look at what a lot of well, the, the fledgling networks, I guess, like back in the day, um, originally Nickelodeon did not have a lot of its own um, original programming. Mm-hmm. They were showing like uh, cartoons from like the seventies, like they were kind of importing all this stuff uh and and making money off that. Now, when they had built up enough money showing like things in syndication or reruns or whatever, eventually they did dip their toe in, start doing like Nicktoons like your Rugrats, Doug, mm-hmm. uh stuff like that. Uh, eventually like unless you've got like, you know, Jeff Bezos foot in the bill like for this, you probably don't get to go out of the gate with a bunch of original programming. Not Netflix did not even start that way. 
Like you build up a couple of high profile ones, maybe get some Emmy nominations or you just rake up some ridiculous ratings and you get to go into it with that. Now, Amazon Prime, uh, as of late, has really been ramping up mm-hmm. their original content. Really? Because we're we're all about Jack Ryan. And there are some others that I simply haven't had the chance to watch yet. Uh, I did watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Eight Emmys? A lot of Emmys. Multiple yeah. Emmys. It, Certainly it, it, worth yeah, your time. Yeah. And I have not yet seen King Lear with, you know, Hannibal Lecter. That's, I'm pretty sure that's worth at least a watch. <laughs> now, uh, Goliath is slow but entertaining. That's Go- the one with Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see the Agatha Christie one, Ordeal by Innocence, because uh, Agatha, Agatha Christie. Christie. The this is neither here nor there. Speaking of Agatha Christie, um, Murder on the Orient Express is getting a sequel with Kenneth Branagh. Like it is. They, yes, they and they have signed on some big names to it as well. I think uh, Gal Gadot is going to be one of the characters on it. But like, well, I'm already sold. It's it, it is honestly like they they're putting some big names into it. Like I was sad that that was just probably going to be a one off, but I guess it made enough money that as long as they will keep being um money makers mm-hmm. like brana is interested in continuing to serialize like all of the agatha christie novels really yes yeah like that's oh that's an expanded un- like universe like i'm interested in right there yes and that sounds to me a lot like uh agatha christie never should have gone away but it's kind of making a comeback even well, more so. I mean, as long as you doesn't had, butcher it, it's how many good. times was Murder on the Orient Express remade? Like, a a there's, a, there's a BBC version. You have an Oscar-nominated one that had, um, what is it, Daddy Warbucks in it? I can't think of his name. Yeah, that guy. Uh, it, it'll come to me later. And it, uh, anyways, like Agatha Christie, I, I don't think ever goes away completely. She's almost like the Ninja Turtles. Like mm-hmm. she's every, always eight, there. Somewhere. About every eight years, somebody like reboots it, revamps it, releases a film, does a TV series. Like maybe not a PlayStation Two like arcade beat 'em up with Ag- Agatha Christie. Like that's probably just exclusive to the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'd I check it out that. at least once. Yeah. Now I, I'm a huge fan of Chris O'Dowd. He is Irish. And there you go. Now, uh, he stars in the IT crowd, which is available for streaming and hilarious. And he also stars in something that I think I'm the only one who's watched. It's on Hulu. It's done with. It's just two uh, seasons, and it's called Moon Boy, M-O-O-N-E. And the thing is, he is the invisible friend of this 12-year-old. Sure. And he's hilarious. And other people also have invisible friends, and the invisible friends can see each other. And hel- that, Okay, well, that's see? interesting. See? And it's just, it's clever, it's different. He's, he's Chris O'Dowd being a, a, as hilarious as you can imagine, and he's got the, there's kind of a, a, a big take on it in that he is, he's a grown man, invisible friend but he's like a 12 year old boy and they're they're just having fun together and it's did you ever see the movie uh i think it was little monsters had Mm -hmm. howie mandel and fred savage in it Mm -hmm. this reminds me a lot 
of that? Well, it's it's worth your time. It's it's filmed obviously in the UK, so you got a lot of that going on. And uh, sometimes you might want to turn on the subtitles just because you know you got to train your ear to catch all of that. If it if it is a hop in the pond, you can almost be guaranteed a healthy dose of dry wit. Very like. much so. <laughs> and I just really really enjoyed watching it. Now, there's another show that's on Hulu that I did see all of and I enjoyed to an extent but not to a giddy extent that I enjoyed Moon Boy and it's called Deadbeat. And the idea behind Deadbeat is you've got this stoner guy who legit can see and communicate with ghosts. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, naturally, he doesn't really solve crime, but he's a, a real ghost seer. And then there are those who are faking it. But they're making money, and he isn't. He is essentially, he's a deadbeat. He's got nothing going for him, but he really can see ghosts. So it's... Not unlike the film Ghost, where because Whoopi Goldberg only pretends that she can see yes. ghosts in that movie until she can actually see mm-hmm. ghosts. Like, he really can, and oddly enough, Danny DeVito's uh, daughter is in it for a few episodes, and then she becomes a ghost. Spoiler, uh, but or, or like uh, the the Frighteners, Michael J. Fox uh, movie that Peter Jackson did back in ninety. 90- yes. 95, 96, but Free like Lord of the Rings, it's, it's like, um, very similar to Ghostbusters, but, um, instead of them busting the ghosts, the ghosts are in on the con. Like, yes, they find people to exploit the ghost, the ghosts go and haunt that house mm-hmm. under Michael J. Fox's direction. He goes in, um, does a little exorcism, gets them to pay him. But again, the ghosts are in on it with him. Like, mm-hmm. almost like an Ocean's Eleven meets Ghostbusters. Like, there, there's a con <laughs> going on there. Re- really good early Peter Jackson movie. If you haven't seen The Frighteners, like, check that thing out. Yeah, I, I've, I enjoyed that immensely. Now, there's one other thing that is a bit off the beaten path that I'm trying... To tell you correctly which streaming service it is on, uh, I will tell you that it stars James Corden. And it's called The Wrong Mans. And uh, what The Wrong Mans is, it's a British TV show. And it is on Hulu. You can pay for it elsewhere. But it's all... Mistaken identity. It's James Corden, and uh, the other guy is uh, Philip, not Philip, it's uh, Matthew Bainton. I said Philip for no reason. But Don French has a, a wee bit in it. And they, they're buddies, and James Corden is the guy in the office. He may be the janitor, but he's the guy that no one really wants to hang out with, but he wants to have all the parties. He's, he's, he's not Les Nessman. He's a... Uh, he just wants to be friends with everyone, and no one wants to have any time with him because they're all too himself involved. But his one friend, and his one friend is seeing this girl who clearly isn't the one for him, and she's a bit of a jerk. But this is going to be far more accessible to those who maybe aren't as into British humor. And it's James Corden, the James Corden, before Carpool Karaoke. And they are, I think they come upon the scene of an accident. And so they, 
a phone is ringing and Cor- they answer Corden it. Corden is legitimately another funny yes British personality. Or I mean, on it, he's a funny per- personality. Period. British or otherwise, like if you if you have not seen his show, you, you should. should. Yeah. Um, but it's not just a- Andy Richter. Uh, Again, almost kind. Of, think of him as a British Andy Richter, yes. or Andy Richter is the British or the American. Gen- however, mm-hmm. you want to look at that. Andy Richter has had some success. Like if you ever saw uh, Andy Richter saves the world, yes. <laughs> like another very short-lived thing. Like he had a couple of sitcoms whenever that I loved. It was right um, when he stopped being the co-host or whatever with Conan. What well, is it? Was he the co-host? Am I yeah. thinking right? Or yeah, now was there a different name? Okay, yeah, uh-huh. he was the co-host with there. All, always exceptionally funny. I think tried to branch out, maybe make his own name, and then at the end of the day, I think he realized like. Both of them are funnier when the two of them are together. Mm-hmm. So James Corden uh, is the goofball, but the always sunny personality. And he and his very uptight best friend, I believe they pick up a phone and whoever's on the other end, they're, they're spies or something's going on and they give vague answers and they're confused, but no one ever believes them. All this stuff happens no one believes them because they truly are not the wrong man, but the wrong mans. And it they end up, I think, in Mexico, actually. It's very funny. And James Corden's character is very happy to stay there. <laughs> I would you you could probably draw a parallel between um Simon Pegg and who else is it that does the hot fuzz? Yeah. What what is yes. his name? I don't know. I can the see. The one him, that though. he always I, I cannot think of that. He's the one that works with Simon Pegg and did uh, at World's End, uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I, I, it'll, I it'll, can see him. And it, it'll come to me later. But like, if you like the two of them together, you will probably mm-hmm. like this as well. Again, another uh, set of like a British pair that are well worth your time. Anytime they do anything, like if it is a commercial for a Cadillac. You should watch it, too. Yes. And seeing as I'm kind of on a British bent, I just want to throw out there some of my early influences. Benny Hill. That's called Yakety Sax, Anna Grace, uh, that song. Benny Hill, uh, just funny. And I can't even tell you why, but he is. And then, of course, Monty Python. Uh, for me, I find their TV shows funnier than their movies, and I find talking about their movies funnier than maybe actually watching them. Does that make sense? Like as you as you relive it, it's funnier to me. I, I think like their films are almost like feel sometimes like a collection of bits. Yes, and like they're in and out on Flying Circus. Like yes, it's almost like uh, Kids in the Hall and Saturday Night Live. Like. They they don't overstay their welcome there, but when you're trying to assemble a two-hour or an hour and a half or whatever mm-hmm. narrative, the the joke a minute or whatever whatever their their average is there mm-hmm. gets spaced out because like with a film you have to have a story and you've got to right. you have to fill it up with you know an hour and a half two hour whatever your film lasts. And you can't necessarily do that with a feature length. That's film. probably why Holy Grail is my favorite, just because. You know, oh, I didn't vote for you. I mean, it's it's a story we all know. Yeah. And so that the story in and of itself is funny. Which I think it also worked very well for Mel Brooks. Like he yes. would take, 
he would take things that you knew and then kind of extrapolate from there, mm-hmm. which pro- like did a lot of the narrative work for him anyways, and just kind of let him punch in jokes or parody or whatever, mm-hmm. like on top of that. So if, uh, I, I'll be honest, I haven't yet pushed the Monty Python on my children yet because... Uh, yes, you have. You've you've tried. Not not. I haven't gone hardcore on you. I've pulled back a lot of my brainwashing because I don't want it to go awry. You have to find the proper uh, junction point for British humor because yes. it's not for everybody. No, if, it isn't. And if you sour them on the wrong thing, they're yeah. not going to want to try anything. Which is annoying. Now, Jenna, she is right there with me with the Ministry of Silly Walks. That hit her right at the right spot. She loves Ministry of Silly Walks. For me, all all I have to hear in my head is the larch. That's funny to me. I can't tell you why. It's a whole bit, lasts about three minutes, but the larch. It's it's just funny. I've been I've been using Mr. Bean to try to oh. work work it in mm-hmm. with the kids. Like just understanding that Everything is not like that Americanized like humor. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen Bean. They've seen Mr. Bean's Holiday. Um, Johnny English is two is coming up. Now, what about Black Adder? I mean, you're under. I, I have not. I have not done Black Adder yet. <laughs> oh my God, so um, funny. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Same guy, Rowan but Atkinson. They're still. They're still young. Yeah. So uh, British. It's different. If you if you haven't ever really dabbled in the british humor it is different it is dry oh it's i mean it's it, it is dry like a wheat cracker like, yeah i mean you just you need to understand like that that's why i say not all of it is for everybody like if you i think if you do get in the 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 right junction point you can kind of be walked to it but it's so jarringly different mm-hmm. it puts off a lot of people before they're used to it mm-hmm and you now, of course, again, I say subtitle it because much like reading Shakespeare, once you read a lot of it, you kind of get into it and it all makes sense all at once. It's like learning a different language. You have to get into the different rhythms of the of British comedy. And uh, you also have like colloquialisms yes. and stuff that you may not be privy to because you don't live in, you know, Westminster. Yes. So uh, there's there's a lot of things that are maybe not new but are new to you that you can stream that are very very funny <laughs> and, and i mean there, there's a lot of it i mean it's you've got decades worth of it and if you have not like scratched the surface on that it might be worth your time to do a deep dive on mm-hmm. and speaking uh, we'll keep it british before we wrap things up you've got 26 seven years of doctor who that you can deep dive on and they're all going to be radically different. And the next Doctor makes her debut in November. That sounds correct. If yes, it's the first female Doctor. And I mean, again, you're talking about decades worth yes. of Doctor Who. See, now Anna Grace wants to see Doctor Who. I think we're just going to jump in and start with Tenants, Doctor Who. I mean, that wouldn't I be would a problem. Not... Again, like we were talking about jarringly different. Doctor Who has been around so long, like they... They recorded over some of the VHSs. Ugh. They had the episodes on. Like that's how old this thing was. Like home video didn't exist. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's black and white. Like 
and if am I remember it predates the original Star Trek as well. Doctor Who does it uh, not? Let, let me check because I I want to say I started early sixties. Probably I knew the curly haired guy who I can't tell you who he is, and it was kind of cheesy, but he had really big eyes and it, it looked like a Harpo wig. That's the, the Doctor Who I knew. The special effects were not cutting edge. No. It's the stories that I, I that that's what connected much in the same way the original Star Trek did not have access to like millions and millions of dollars every week but it's the narrative that hooked those people that have been fans since like 1966 or that maybe they picked it up in in the 70s with the movies or or, or whatever oh, i have doctor not who season it, 11 yeah. has um debuted at least oh. on the bbc i've not started oh, well, it yet so i don't get... know which doctor to what, start what was on season, season 11 one. season 11 is going to be inclusive for newbies on BBC America. When was the the that's what original? I'm trying to look oh, yeah, at. that's that's what I'm wanting to. I really do think we're talking about like early '60s, possibly even late '50s. Uh, where's you the stupid Wikipedia? The reason why I say all of this, you do not have to start from the beginning with Doctor Who. Right. That's I the would point. suggest like the most recent iteration or at least like the one that we are in the 11th season of now started the beginning there. 1963 oh, okay. So, okay. to 1989 yeah. was the first originally ran program. So a lot of folks will start in 2005. That is where I would suggest beginning. Like if you see that, you consume it and you 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 do like me and whenever you get into something you have like when I when I got into Star Trek: The Next Generation, like eventually I had to watch all of Deep Space Nine. I yeah. had to watch all of Voyager. I had to watch all of the original series. I had to watch the animated series. I had to watch Enterprise. And then, like it just you you kind of grow into it there. But you right. you have to have the proper thing to jump on it with. And I think again, the sixty three Doctor Who is probably a little bit too much of a loss in translation. Get yeah. get a respect. Get uh, like a familiarity with the property and then go there start mm -hmm. in the was it 2005 yeah start there that is probably the best way to do it and then you've got you know 13 years of it to get through well and <laughs> that, through that's 13 just years of supernatural that's I just can do it again that's just if you're doing the current yes doctor who and you don't decide to go for the the 63 to what was it 89 yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, there's plenty of who, guys. Exactly. There plenty. Of, there's there's probably more who than there is episodes of Star Trek. Possibly. True that. Now, for those who don't know, Doctor Who is when you see the thing that looks like a um, a phone booth, but it's Except all blue. Except it's blue. And, and it's you've got the sonic the screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. And Doctor Who is a time traveler. And that's why Doctor Who can always look different. Does Doctor Who change? What's the thing? Changes bodies. He changes bodies. Yeah. I yeah, thought he like would die. No, I don't know. Well, well he, series, but he would die. And that then was three that more. iteration of him dies, and then like his consciousness is transported. Yes. Over. That's the reason why. So you, it's like when a ghost possesses someone. It's like, hello, I have your memories now. Yeah. Kind, exactly. kind of like that, or the, the like. I, I, uh, that's probably the best parlance. He's a time traveler, and there you go. And. Not British, but speaking of reboots, it's all over the internets. 20 years later, there's going to be a new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And people are going to complain. Yes. And again, I have not shown all of it to my children. But if You're I'm spawn. remembering correctly, Joss Whedon is participating yes. in this. 
So, and so I'm all for it. I'm going to take y'all back to 1987. Gene Roddenberry was partic- participating in a new Star Trek. And we Oh, my happy. goodness. People lost their mind. You, mm-hmm. No one else can play these characters. No one else can inhabit. James Kirk, Spock, McCoy, these are the only Star Trek. Get it out of my sight. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. I'm just saying, like, the the creator of the original, Joss Whedon, who knows a thing or two about... Stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Buffy. honestly, pretty Angel, Buffy... He did two reasonably popular films. You may have seen them. Marvel's The Avengers and Age of Ultron. Like, <laughs> they made a couple dollars as I understand a few. it. A few. If Joss Whedon and even uh, uh, the the guy that played Angel, David... Uh, Orianis. Yeah. He has even said, like, I guess somebody had jumped on, jumped on it on one of the uh, comic book conventions. And he goes, seriously, guys, give it a chance. Yeah, it's been 20 years. Like, I mean, more or less, he was just like, shut your mouth. Listen, I was a part of that. I was a part of one of the spinoffs. Sarah Michelle Gellar said the same thing. She yeah. Just give it a chance. I mean, I'm going to give it. Which itself was already a spin from a movie mm-hmm. that starred, uh, what was it, Luke? Yeah, Luke Perry. Luke Perry. And, uh, Christy. Is it Swanson? Yes. Is that right? And one of the best dying mm-hmm. scenes ever, Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens. Good old Paul Rubens. Yeah. If you if you're if you are only a Buffy the Vampire Slay, Slayer fan from the WBUPN mm-hmm. like series, go back and check out the movie. Like it's not better than the series. No. But you start understanding where Joss Whedon probably went. This didn't work. Yes. I need to change this for that. Yes. Still love kind that of death like scene. a better version of what M. Night Shyamalan thought he was going to do with Avatar Last Airbender because he thought he was going to make four movies. No, n- no, never uh, M. Night. Unless <laughs> unless it is Unbreakable, Glass, and uh, what, what's the... Sixth Sense? No, the one. No, I, I, I actually have issues with Sixth Sense. The, I have issues with What's the with one with, that James... Uh, oh, the... What? He just did it with... Him. Split. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't Split, seen that. Split, Unbreakable... And I'm like, I haven't seen Glass yet, obviously, but I'm going to tell you, that looks like a return to solid mm-hmm. form. M. Night Shyamalan does not have a blameless filmography, but I'm telling you right now. If I will gl- never forgive him for Avatar Last Airbender. If Glass, if Glass is not the truth, like, then maybe my instincts are off. Now, but they're doing a reboot of Avatar, and I, if he's anywhere I know, near I that series, I will lose it. You've he's put not. a lot of energy into that i understand uh we are also excited about see now i'm going to forget what i was going to say oh that's right sabrina the teenage witch is getting the dark re- side and charmed also the the sabrina the reboot sabrina looks interesting what well, you've got the uh if, if any of you are familiar with mad men the daughter on there uh sally the actress mm-hmm. that played her she is sabrina this time around and i don't know that it's necessarily as dark as riverdale has been mm-hmm. on the uh, CW. I've heard Riverdale is really dark. I haven't seen it, but I heard it. But went I, like... I think it's not going to be your Melissa Joan Hart or like right. Sabrina the Teenage Witch animated like Saturday morning. If you're going into it ex- expecting that, this is going to have a bit more of a probably an occult flavor mm-hmm. to it. But it's not going to be full on. Evil, evil, no, evil. No, it's not like it's not going to be an M-rated take on it. But I'm just saying, like, if you were a fan of uh, again the TGI of Melissa Joan Hart yeah. led Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 
I do not get the feeling, and I haven't watched any of these episodes yet, I don't get a feeling that they're trying to duplicate that. No, I don't think about that at all. Now, uh, name me a show that you think should be rebooted. Ready, go. Firefly. Duh. I mean, other than the obvious, Adam. But it, it, that's always my answer. Like, I know. Firefly my my answers gonna... begin and end with that. And then, then I get mad that there's not more seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation. If you haven't seen Firefly, then shame on you. Another Joss Whedon thing that was killed before its time. I know. I know. It, it, it's, it's, it is honestly some of the best television uh, didn't even show all all the episodes during its original run. Like, Are they available now? Yes. Merlin needs to be rebooted, just saying. Yeah, I know. Uh, what I, what I, my idea for the, the reboot of Firefly, I want Joss Whedon to write and direct it. I want him to recast all of the original actors and just put it in the Marvel Universe. That's... No. Re- I don't, I don't really want him to reboot it at all. I just want him to rehire everyone... And you just want make the series them, to continue. And make them friends with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You just want it to continue Pretty much. with some of the people that you also like. Yes. Uh, you pro- as, as Anna Grace enters the cosplay world of nerdery, um, <laughs> you'll be seeing a lot of Firefly aficionados and mm-hmm. brown coats and this and that. It's basically Mal- Space Cowboys. Malcolm Reynolds, if for some reason James Kirk and Han Solo had a child. Mm-hmm. That is, that's Captain Mal Reynolds. Mal. Oh my yeah. God. Like, it's Nathan Fillion, who, if you are unaware of him. You, you just saw him in um, uh, Lemony Snicket. Mm-hmm. He, his I'm character just, got killed off. Nathan Jacques Fillion. The, the, the brother the to brother. Lemony. Yes, yes. He, The one that, that yes. Olaf. Him. Spoiler, sorry. In, 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 the, in the proper universe, like there's an alternate universe where Firefly was just... It was renewed season after season, and that was Nathan Fillion's, um, that was his John McClane. Like, he was inseparable from that character. It brought him worldwide wild acclaim. Like, they even did, Universal even bankrolled a film called Serenity that got to tie up all of this stuff. I mean, if that tells you the popularity, the eventual cult popularity of this, a canceled television series got its own film. Like... It really is like just just this wonderful blend of like Western science fiction and witty Joss Whedon writing. Mm-hmm. I, I I cannot honestly I they did more in the handful of episodes of uh, Firefly and Serenity than they were able to do in four seasons of Enterprise. And you can watch it on Hulu. And it aired in 2002, so we're coming up on 20 years, so it would not be unreasonable for them to, to recast reboot. it. I know that I just smacked her hand for yelling about rebooting Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but that had seven seasons, okay? They had their time. They had a chance. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get a full season of Firefly. I know. And I was, I was watching this thing Week after week, like yeah. I didn't, there was no streaming. Streaming like DVD seasons were not affordable yet. I did what I could to keep this thing on the air, and Fox spat in my face. The spat. <laughs> now maybe maybe not physically. Now, as bad as that is, 
me being as old as I am, for me, it emotionally ruins it when I find something I really, really like, like, hmm, let's say Merlin, and then it just stops. It and concluded I have, its story. I don't right. care. How many How many episodes of Merlin did you get? Five seasons. <laughs> okay. That's not Crush. enough. Okay. You got five seasons of Merlin. Like It concluded. I, I do not you, care. You got, you got the complete volume of that. Firefly is, what is it, 11 episodes? And it doesn't even conclude that story. Like, I know. They, they, they aired them out of order. Like, Fox did everything it could to kill this thing. And it, <laughs> it I am still talking, like, what, let's see, what is it, 2018, 16 years later, I am still complaining about this. Okay, you've heard me talk about uh, Han shot first and things like that. Yeah, I, I saw, okay. when we were at, um... I think it was Epcot or Magic Kingdom. I saw somebody with a shirt that said Han shot yes, first. Yes, I know, which makes them awesome. That dialogue is is just as valid today as Firefly. And it's just And how it ended and how it left a scar and a blight upon us all. I'm just like Merlin left me a scar, okay? You had five seasons. Shut I up. Do not I, I'll just turn I'm your mic off. How many okay. how many how many episodes were there a season of Merlin? I'm just, uh, what? It, let's say let's, let's say it's say, lowered and you only 12. got 12. Let's okay. 12. Right. So you got what? 60 episodes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like Firefly right like okay, let's say you have fallen in love for the first time and you finally get to kiss. I have uh, never and it's had that it's it's the most perfect but eventually you're eventually you will. Of, you finally get to kiss, and it's the most perfect kiss. Again, I'm keeping your mic off. It is the most perfect kiss. Like, all of the stars align. I'm just telling you, there is no better moment. You have found the one, and you want to be with them the rest of your life, and then they move to Europe. That's Firefly. That That's Firefly for you right there. I'm just telling you, like, this show was just It was everything. Perfect. It was perfect. It was witty. It was weekly. Nathan, it was different. Nathan Fillion was married to a character in in a way that only Christopher Reeve has been to Superman, Robert Downey Jr. has to Iron Man, or Gandalf was to Ian McKellen. That's how perfect this casting was. And they ripped it. <laughs> You're saying it like Gandalf is the real person, and Ian McKellen is the character. <laughs> I, have you seen the bit where he's explaining Stephen Colbert, like, acting? No. Oh, Ian McKellen does this. He does this bit where he's explaining to Stephen Colbert. It's like acting lessons from him. And he goes into it and he's like, no, you are aware I am not a wizard. <laughs> like, And it's just, and like Colbert is just like, ah. Oh, oh. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is it is worth looking up. But I'm just saying, Nathan Fillion as Captain Malcolm Reynolds was just perfectly married to a character in the same way that Bruce Campbell was to Ash mm -hmm. in Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Like, just an inseparable entity from that. And for some reason, it did not connect with the masses the way that it should, and it didn't get that second set of life like Star Trek eventually did, or Family, Family Guy, Guy <laughs> eventually did. For some reason, Firefly just stopped there. But it, I, I'm just telling you, like, and it's a, it, it's not even going to take you that long. It's not like you've got. To, if you tell somebody to get into um, three or, hours later, if we were, to, <laughs> if we get into, uh, right, well, you know what? You said Firefly, or I did. Somebody said Firefly. 
I've and this been... is what happens when people make me talk about Firefly. I've been getting so many messages from your wife. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Right. Are you done yet? Are I'll, t- done I'll yet? talk to her about Firefly. <laughs> right. And then she'll and you know rip what? your head off. You know what fascinates me? There are some people who don't have conversations like this or even know what we're talking about. Or, or See everyone let's say at my they school. do, but like it doesn't boil their blood when somebody mentions... I know. I don't know. I don't mm. get that. I don't either. Just uh, how do they live? Like when people say Star Wars or Star Trek, if that does not get someone angry, I'm just like, okay, you're no, all wrong. There's, here. there's this. I have the solution. Both. Yeah. Just yeah. Both. both. Yeah. That's, you both don't... is great, but people will get into arguments over this. And when people both. don't even say anything about it, I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with this, and it needs to leave. But uh, like, I, I'm just like, if, if you if you can't watch it screaming, I have the Blu-rays, I have the DVDs, I have the comic book series that like expand on this universe. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, if you like Joss Whedon in general, if you have not deep-dived into Firefly, I want to say it's his masterwork. You know what? Um, Because it's fall break for us, I'm going to ruin her life, show her the pittance of Firefly shows, and then make her feel our pain. Because I'm telling you, about the time, like, you get into, like, Mm -hmm. you were just, you're steamrolling through it. Like, you get up to, like, episode 10, and you're like, yeah, then you get that. And, like, you're expecting closure, like, I don't know, every television series you've ever, ever loved. Yeah. Like, and you don't get it? That sounds infuriating. I'm telling you, you don't even get a, 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 an episode to conclude. It just stops. It just stops. At least Now, you get a film. You got the film. But still. They don't, they don't even have, like, no, um, it just on stopped. YouTube, oh, this is what no, the No, there was, was no YouTube yeah, in 2002. Yeah, but later, they're, the creators being, like, I don't know, the news or YouTube no, or something. No, like no. Josh Whedon eventually, like, do some comic books. But I'm just saying, like, you never got that official live-action canon until the the Serenity movie. That and would be so annoying. It's solid yes. and it's interesting. But, like, I, I, w- I wanted... I wanted six more Serenity movies. I wanted seven more se- like, and you don't get it. And when you watch it and you understand how well it works and like, it just confuses you why it stopped. Yeah. I'm mad about it all over again. Uh, oh, you'll also recognize all the actors from all their other jobs they got after. Whatever. Which is probably actually the reason why you never saw Firefly again. get to reunite. Because all of the actors go on to... Really, like um, uh, Nathan Fillion had what was it, Castle? Yeah, ran for seven, eight seasons on ABC. Like you have one of the Baldwins on there. Like these are legitimate. The uh, Monica Barin uh, ends up going to. She's in the two Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. She was in the first season of Homeland. I think I'm just saying, like all of these people went on to more successful. Oh, that hurts me. I can't. I'm gonna. I know. <laughs> Gonna, you gotta I'm gonna, stop. You're gonna stroke out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna out. throw up on air. You're like, gonna I just, blow. I can't, I can't do it anymore. You're gonna blow. A fuse. I'm gonna cry. Okay, so um, Firefly. There it is. So that's our show on British <laughs> stuff to watch. British stuff <laughs> and, and Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anna Grace, take I'm gonna land, ruin you take with the that. Sea. Oh, I'm sure you, you can't are. Take the sky from me. Anyway, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we need to watch, and we will talk about it next week if you have suggestions. How much stuff is in that wallet, Adam? It's the 21st century. uh, (laughs) It's my TARDIS. Wow. I have a TARDIS wallet. Anyway. Nice. uh, Thank you so much for staying with us, and I hope you are just as upset about Firefly as we 
still are. Thank you, Anna Grace, for chiming in. Mm -hmm. I am Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.